BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We are here for a special episode of Weather Geeks. I'm joined by the Weather Channel's Stephanie Abrams to discuss major storms happening across the United States right now and what's to come in future days. Stephanie, thank you for joining us on Weather Geeks. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here because well, there's a lot going there's on. There's a lot going on, but first I want to say Stephanie's a true professional. I want to thank her because she's a bit under the weather right now, but she can still talk weather. She yeah. can still geek out even under the, under the most serious of weather conditions, but in all seriousness, seriousness right now. We have two major storms yep. uh, impacting the United States right now. I mean, one storm, I think, broke records in parts of California, uh, 970 millibar right. low. Just offshore was 970. Right. Yeah. And then when it came ashore, you know, it was bringing winds 8,500 miles an hour and they lost power. I saw damage because of that. And the crazy thing is, is I feel like people in the East are like, oh, that's in the West. I don't have to worry about it. And I never know how to get people along the East Coast to watch what's happening on the West Coast because nine times out of 10, you're going to feel the effects from that thing. Exactly. And if you were looking at satellite images, this thing looked like a hurricane. I mean, it had a circulation. Uh, it was bringing, like you said, uh, 80, 100 mile per hour gusts, uh, pressures that look like a tropical system. Mm-hmm. But it's not a tropical system. Is that right? It's this mid-latitude. Yeah, I mean, it all has to do with, right, it's mid-latitude, where it originates, what systems at the surface and upper level. So what's so interesting is that it looks like a hurricane, kind of has the winds, the pressure of a hurricane, yet it's not. Right. And then as this low comes in, it's not going to be as strong. But I'll tell you, these things, both of these systems, we had four tornadoes reported uh, yesterday with Dorothy. This one has the threat of severe weather and then, you know, several feet of snow on the backside. So having a back to back when they're book ending Thanksgiving, I think is the hardest part about this. Right. As we're taping this, this is Thanksgiving Eve. People yeah. are traveling so many. all across the country. So many. And I, I saw them coming in. I think parts of I-5, some of the interstates in Northern California had been closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the storm, I'm pretty sure there are going to be other closures out in the Midwest and perhaps even in the western parts of the United States. Um, what is your, I mean, what is your feel? You've been covering this in terms yeah. of the travel issues we've been seeing, and there may be people listening to this in their cars right now. Right. I You wait if, if the weather's going to be bad, wait, or go ahead of it, or whatever the case may be. But I also think, you know, something people don't think about is the winds are going to be really bad, um, you know, the Midwest, the Northeast today into tomorrow. But even if it's not bad in like Orlando or Dallas, if your plane is coming from one of these places, then you could get held up. And I think that throws a lot of people, you know, for a loop when they're like, uh, it's clear skies here. Why is my flight two hours delayed or canceled or whatever the case may be? Or there's a stewardess or a pilot, um, or a flight attendant, I should say, you know, coming from a different flight and it just can be. The system can get completely messed up. And you, so you have the system entering and, you know, you're moving into the Western part of the U.S. now and, and is inland now. And then you have another system. I, I lose track of the names. So I'm going to rely on you to keep track of them for me. But in the Midwest, 
Midwest. And that also has a severe weather component yeah. possibility, is right? And I think that's one of the other things is that this time of year, and I, t- I feel like it's our responsibility, a lot of people are going places that they're not familiar with the weather and or they're Great not point. familiar with the county. And that's how a lot of these warnings are issued, right? That, you know, if there's a tornado warning, it's in the county, people might say, I have no idea what county I'm in or, so, you know, something like that. Or I have no idea how to drive in snow. It can't be that hard. Uh, with this storm, this is uh, next level stuff. That's, so. a, that's actually a great point that Stephanie brings up because you know people are traveling. I, I, I happen to be staying put here in Georgia this week, but so many people are in different places. Mm-hmm. We actually even talked about the university one time. We have students that come to University of Georgia or University of Florida from everywhere, and they may not be familiar with the weather hazards and threats of yeah. that location because they're new to that region. So that's something that I think a lot of people you know really need to pay attention to that is that if you're in a new area, know the county name, you know, um, look at the forecast. Cause a lot of times people are on holiday and they're like, Oh, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. Or they don't know how to dress properly for it. I mean, I, there's a funny story. I remember, um, my dad went to university of Michigan and I was born and raised in Florida and we went up to a football game. It's snowing like, you know, it's yeah, snowing sure. the whole thing. But yeah, you know, my dad's like, Oh, I'll just throw a jacket on. You'll be fine. <laughs> and it's like, it's never the weather. It's all how you dress for it. Right. right. And if you have the proper clothes, then you're going to be fine in those situations and make sure if you're going in these snowy areas that you have, you know, an emergency kit in your car and you have those types of things. Cause I feel like that's where a lot of people might get caught. No, that's a great point in terms of the winter weather and in terms of the severe weather threats uh, across the, the Midwest and even shifting East uh, somewhat uh, know your plans in terms of the severe weather uh, warning system, have a, have your app. Ask the how the person whose house or hotel you're staying at, you know, if there is a warning, where should I go? And I've, the, the, the one line is lowest level, most interior section, right? But you can just ask like, hey, if there happens to be a tornado warning, like, so what do you guys do exactly, you know, and where should I go? And You know, that's a great point. And I mean, I've like you, I've been in many hotels and frankly, at times I probably don't even think about that myself. I, yeah. I generally am very weather aware, so I know what's going on. But yeah, the hotels I'm sure have their own policies and procedures or what they're, I mean, it's like you're back in school, we used to have these severe weather alerts where I'll go out into the hallway and yeah. sit, sit with the books overhead. But, you know, we're adults now, but we're still in places yeah. we're not familiar with. I think that it's a good listen you're going to be around a lot of people for a long time and need things to talk about so weather actually can take you through I feel like your whole holiday right like so what exactly is a tornado warning and how does it work and what do we do and you know explain like do you have sirens are those going to go off will we hear them you know so I do think that when it comes to severe weather or snow or any of this it gives you some the weather always is something that everyone can talk about and everyone can relate to I want to geek out on something that I meant to mention when we were talking about the the storm out in the West, bombogenesis. Because this thing had nuclear bombogenesis in the sense that a bombogenesis means you have a 24-hour, 24-millibar uh, pressure drop in 24 hours. This thing almost doubled that in yeah. terms of its drop. And what's the significance? I, mean, you, I heard someone ask this earlier. Okay, so what? It's bombing out. What's the significance of that? Well, you know, I think that's just a meteorological meteorological fun thing. But what it can also mean is this thing was bombing out as it was coming ashore. So those winds are going to pick up quick. This is not going to be like a, oh, there's, you know, we have some cirrus clouds coming in and and then the you know strata layer, you're not going to have this slow progression. If this thing's bombing out, which it did while it was coming ashore, it happens and it happens fast. And so that's I think what's interesting about this. And I mean, there was some damage. There was some significant damage. Absolutely. Now 
we, we just had a little fun on uh, AMHQ with uh, you and yeah. Jen and others about weather conversations and questions we receive at Thanksgiving dinner. Um, what's your sort of most cliche weather question? Stephanie Abrams, one of the most recognized meteorologists in the world. Um, what is one of the sort of, what are a couple of the more cliche weather questions that you get? I think it's the ones that we all get, which is, oh, how can you, you know, get paid if you're only right 50% of the time? What's so interesting is if you look at the numbers, we're actually pretty accurate. I'm not trying to say that to like, you know, like hit myself on the back or anything, tap myself on the back. I mean, that's just facts are facts. As I always like to say, facts are facts. And then the climate change one too. And so I actually don't try to get into the climate change discussion. And what I always say to people, because unless someone's open to hearing and seeing the graphics and everything, which I can present to them, but 99% of people just this day and age want to like start something. Yes, yes. I always just say, look, yes, I believe in it. Yes, I believe humans are, you know, blah, blah, blah. But can't we all just not be so wasteful? Like, can't we just turn the lights off? Can't we just not use plastic bags? Can't we just turn the water off when we're brushing our teeth? I mean, little things like that, I would hope they would add up if everyone did little things, you know, for make the future better. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And on on the question about the- Which do you get, by the way? Oh, the same Same ones, ones, definitely. (laughs) Except, you know, being a professor at the University of Georgia, but a meteorologist, I often get what channel am I on, too, because when they find out I'm a meteorologist, but, um, and I can use that as an opportunity to say, look, only 8% of meteorologists are actually on TV. Um, But back to the sort of meteorologists are always wrong, or we're not very accurate, or we get paid to be wrong 50% of the time, as you said- the statistics just don't no. support that. But I, as I mentioned earlier, it's like going to a concert. You don't notice the sound person or the right. sound engineer until the sound right. is bad. People don't notice all of the good forecasts throughout until the year until that, that one. And I think people also don't understand. And you were saying this during AMHQ. We literally cannot tell you if it's going to rain right over your house. Right. Do you have a 40% chance or an 80% chance? We can tell you that, but it could rain, you know, next door or across the street, not just over your house. And then all of a sudden we're wrong. It's just this day and age, people love to just like, Ooh, I gotcha. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, uh, Instead of learning how the whole process works. Yeah. yeah, It's almost like they, like, you know, especially if you're in social media, you see it. But I think part of it also, Stephanie, is we're spoiled by the success of meteorologists and meteorology is is a point that we don't get it wrong most of the time. We don't, but I think, so I think then people now have this expectation that we can do things that we can't do in terms of the forecast, in terms of what we can tell you about it. But I, I think that's a good problem. I mean, but, but there are so many of us that have reflected yeah. on just how successful meteorological forecasting has become. Do you think in our lifetime we will be able to give that detail of a forecast? You know, I think we're getting close. I mean, you know, we just had a, a Weather Geeks episode last week with a company called um, Climacell, and they're doing what they're called micro weather forecasting, where they're trying to use things like cell phone towers and things to do these pinpoint forecasts down to the block. Now, of course, there's going to be error because you and I know that there's this complex complex system, this atmosphere is a complex system, and we're trying to simulate it with these complex equations and linearize them, and it's a nonlinear system, all that geeky stuff. So I I don't think we'll ever have a perfect forecast. And with that said, I mean, a great example was yesterday in Minneapolis. Um, There was a tiny dry slot that came in. I don't know if you saw this or not. And it was like half the city got seven, eight inches. 
Texas and the other half got, you know, three or four or whatever, like Northwest. And one of my girlfriends was like, listen, I know they got crushed in the city they live in, like Stillwater, I think, uh, north of there. She's like, what happened? I said, well, actually a little dry slot. She's like, well, I don't understand. How could there just be? I'm like, because the atmosphere isn't perfect. Like, right. you know, there's going to be at, you know, 5,000 feet, maybe a tiny dry slot. And that's going to affect how much snow you get. So forecasting that is like no one could have forecasted that that tiny little dry slot was going to pop up or anything like that. It, you exactly. Know? And, that, and that's where we just need, uh, you know, all of us are carrying smartphones that have megapixels. And yeah. the more megapixels we have, the better the picture is. Our models, the better the resolution, the more observations we have, things like Oklahoma Meso Network, then we can resolve those little things that may get missed by the weather balloon soundings or an occasional pass of a polar orbiting satellite. So it's a really a, a, a data and a resolution and a model crunching, computer crunching uh, problem. Want to wrap this up because I know know you're under the weather and oh, we appreciate right. your opportunity. Uh, the, the, when I say I'm going to do something, Marshall, I do it. She, That's yeah, all right. You power true, through. She, she is, and then I I just want to on, on behalf of the entire Weather Geeks family and our producers, thank you. But I want to wrap this up with just your thoughts on just you know we're we're closing out the year, yeah. 2019. I can't believe it. Actually, we're already already 2019. Any particular weather story or thing that strikes you again as someone that's very weather yeah. attentive any anything that that just really struck you this year I mean I think Dorian you know yeah. I mean I think that is the one that really really you know what's interesting is with that storm also you know the week before it made landfall I said you know where it's going to hit the outer banks mm -hmm. and and I just had you know again a feeling watching it looking it back at history and um but it was scary for a lot of people until we knew exactly you know what was going to happen in the Bahamas is just I mean it, it, that it just sat there it over sat the Bahamas there, by, I just know. sat there. Yeah. I just couldn't even imagine. I wouldn't even want to go through that. And I love the weather and you always want to like feel all types of weather. I literally would not want to go through that. Right. I wouldn't go through so, it. So uh, AMHQ, we're going to make, make sure we give a shout out to AMHQ. Oh, How, yeah, yeah, how's the team going and what, what any big plans for the coming year? You can, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think for a network wide, not even just AMHQ, we're doing a lot more of that IMR, you know, where, um, and for people unfamiliar with IMR, those are our graphics where it's, you know, we did a surge graphic where the water was all over around Dr. Postel and it rose up. Um, we did a tornado one. We do all sorts of mm -hmm. different IMR graphics where um, they look 3D. They're not technically 3D, but they look 3D. And so we're really going to do, be doing much more of that in the coming year. Well, so and I'm you, excited for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you walk into the AMHQ studios or the Weather Super Channel studios right now, entire segments of that studio are now being prepped for yeah. this IMR. Shout out, by the way, to Mike Chesterfield and his yes. team, the executive uh, producer for Weather Geeks, and also the the brainchild or the leader of this IMR. But I want to just, since you bring that up, it's just not about gee whiz and oh wow. These immersive graphics actually help you tell the story and help you communicate yeah. risk. Is that because right? Because you can understand better, I think. Like, for instance, when you see something with your own eyes, you just understand it better, whether it's the weather or how high a mountain range is or anything, right? And so what this allows us to do is show you what it would look like. And then I think that will hopefully help people prepare better and understand Ex it better. Exactly. Well, we want to thank Stephanie Abrams for joining us thank on this you, special Michael. episode of Weather Geeks. We wanted to make sure we did this before Thanksgiving because we know a lot of people are traveling and the, the weather is very active across the United States. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia, and this has been a special episode of Weather Geeks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Always fun. Hey, guys, listen, continue to listen to us on Weather Geeks. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We love weather TV. TV, Weather Channel um, uh, website, and you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. See you later.